Hello and welcome to another episode of UPL Classic. Guys, first of all, first things first, I wanna say that I'm extremely sorry that I'm being so, so, so inconsistent. But I am absolutely sorry for that. And, you know, I am having some problems and some personal issues as well. And that's why, you know, I'm not being able to produce something extremely nice. And, you know, you know, this one rule of UPL Classic that even if we have one podcast, one episode, but still, that's going to be the best episode that you've ever heard of. So, without wasting any time, we're going to go straight, straight to Premier League. Now, Premier League is back after this uh, international break. I don't, I'm not really a fond of international break, to be really honest, because it messes up the entire mood of the club. But it is important. It is important for, you know, players to go to the international duty as well. Now, we had some interesting matches. First of first, we had... Big match, Manchester City versus Leicester City. First of all, guys, whenever Manchester City plays Leicester City, I get extremely anxious because Leicester City has a really, really, really good track record against Manchester City. And Leicester City, to be honest, those who have followed uh, you know, Jamie Vardy for the last couple of years, I think they know how crucial he, he was for Leicester City against Manchester City in the last couple of seasons. And if you particularly remember the last match, the first leg of the particular, you know, fixture that was being played. We remember how devastating it was for Manchester City and how Madison, Jamie Vardy, they scored so many goals. Now, the team has come, you know, a lot far from the team it was in the beginning of the season, Manchester City. Uh, so, it is, it is, you know, to be really honest, it is a better club now. In, in terms of, you know, in each and every way, in terms of the proper balance in the particular squad, in terms of um, defense, in terms of midfield, in terms of attack. Now, whenever we talk about the Manchester City attack, obviously we have to address the bigger, bigger, bigger news that is Aguero is not going to continue playing for Manchester City after this particular season. And he has decided that he will be leaving this club this summer which is not really a good news for all the Manchester City fans for different from different perspectives okay first of all I'm a huge Manchester City fan and I know how important Sergio Aguero was for us and how big of a legend he is for our particular club and he's to be really honest he's one of the best striker I've ever seen but he's 32 and we know that we don't have any proper number nine in this particular squad in Manchester City. So Aguero leaving Manchester City will not be that bad if you see it from the perspective of the club and the performance. I have to be extremely honest now. And yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, you know, saying anything against Sergio Aguero because he is a club legend and he has given every single thing that one player can ever think of. You know, he has given us Premier League, FA Cup, League Cup and whatever we have done in Champions League it was because of Sergio Aguero's performances. So, we don't, I don't have any complaint against, uh, you know, Sergio Aguero. But given his age, I, I think that the club should move on from the particular thing right now. Because obviously the club stays. The players go and come, but the club stays. In that particular way, I think Sergio Aguero's um, leaving 
Manchester City this summer. It's not that gonna be this is not gonna be a blow for Manchester City, let's be honest. And especially when Manchester City has been clearly indicating that they will go for proper number nine in this particular transfer window. For example, Haaland is a possible prospect. Harry Kane is a possible prospect, and all we all know that how Harry Kane has clearly said that he wants to win trophies, and we all know what is what is the situation uh, in Tottenham Hotspur. So yeah, I think in that particular way, um, Sergio Aguero's leaving particular, you know, Manchester City club will not be that much of a blow. Yeah, it's gonna be a sad thing. It's gonna be a sad goodbye because he's a club legend. But overall, it will not be that impactful. Now coming back to the match, Leicester City versus Manchester City. Leicester City was playing not that bad in the first half, but in the second half, Mendy, <laughs> quite surprisingly, like whenever I see Mendy doing something, I get surprised because I really don't think he has the capability of doing anything. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not, um, you know, like I'm not, I'm not bad mouthing this particular player to be really honest. I'm not, I'm not, you know, saying that he's a bad player or something. It's just like he has a limited capacity. And he's not that of a good player uh, if you compare with the right-hand side, if you have uh, Walker and Cancelo. But he scored the first goal. You know, he got the big breakthrough in that particular match and followed by Gabriel Jesus. Brilliant match. I think I think I love the match. I love the intensity. And obviously, in the post-match press conference, Kevin De Bruyne clearly said that it was just one uh, team playing. And it was one team playing. Leicester City didn't get the balance, didn't get the momentum, didn't get the opportunities. Yes, Brendan Rodgers had the same old strategy that, you know, they're going to lay back and they're going to depend on the counter-attack. But Manchester City had a really nice hold in the midfield, especially Rodri and Fernandino playing. And obviously, whenever Fernandino plays, he is an experienced guy. He knows what to do. And the midfield was in control. And that's why I think whatever Manchester City did, it could have happened. Now moving on, some surprise that the honeymoon period for Chelsea is over. If I have to be precise, the honeymoon period of Thomas Tuchel is over. And 5-2 against West Brom. That is a shocking result, man. I think 5-2 against West Brom. I, I, I didn't see it. Now the thing is, obviously, you know, when I told you about the um, international break thing. Now this is where it's interesting, to be honest. Now, since this particular club... Uh, and the new manager so it the new manager was trying to build something extremely new uh, it was taking him some time to get the momentum at the international break uh, break that kind of you know uh, demolished the momentum I think I would say it in that particular way because if there was no international break I think Thomas Tuchel could have just pulled it off but with the international break, players, uh, you know, came back and again, the new strategy, new formation, new manager, everything has to restart again. And that's why West Brom did what they did. And obviously, West Brom, uh, they don't have that much of international players. So they got a very nice break and, you know, they had a proper training session as well because they had the time in their hand where Chelsea didn't have that much of time. So in that particular aspect as well, I think that happened. Now... Will it, uh, you know, the honeymoon period is over or not for Thomas Tuchel? Now, I think it is over, obviously, because they have lost the match. But can they restart it again? Um, the match that I have seen, Timo Werner have to play. Timo Werner and Kai Harvest have to play. Man. I mean, you cannot, you cannot, you know, go on 
um, saying this that he needs time, he needs time, he needs time. Because now a lot of people have this one argument that look at what um, you know, Fidan Torres is doing in Manchester City. Look at what Thiago Silva is doing in Liverpool. They're not doing that great as well. So why are you expecting too much from Timo Warner and um, Kai Harvest? Because if you see it, Fernand Torres and uh, Thiago Silva, they don't, they didn't have that much of game time. They didn't have that much of game time in their in their particular season. That's why they couldn't, you know, open up properly. Now. You can say that, yeah, with time they can do better, especially with, uh, you know, the same thing with Van de Beek as well, because he didn't have that much of game time. So if you don't have that much of game time, it is understandable that, yeah, you need some time to gel with uh, the playing style or the uh, you know, atmosphere of the particular new country or everything. Now, since Chelsea have given ample amount of time and opportunity to uh, Timo Werner and Kai Havertz, I think they should have given something back. Now, I'm not saying that Kai Havertz or Timo Werner haven't given anything back yet. They have tried their level best. But to win a particular match, to win or to keep or continue winning because the thing is it, it's it like I, I i feel extremely weird when i see chelsea to be honest because uh i see chelsea and they bought these new players but still they depend on um you know aspilqueta or uh, marcus alonso or engolo kante I, I don't understand that then why did you buy new players why did you have new players if they don't have any impact if you have to keep on depending on the uh, old players there's no point of you know buying new players I think the only good purchase this particular season was um, obviously Hakim Ziyech and Hakim Ziyech uh, I think he is the only guy who is doing something, who is trying something, who is, who is you know at least looking positive. Kai Havertz come on, Timo Werner come on, those who have seen the match, uh, the international break one where Germany lost, you guys have seen the mess by Timo Werner. You know, you can say, you can talk about confidence, you can talk about a lot of things, but it's just like, you know, when you are low in confidence, you have to help yourself. You cannot just go on and go on and, you know, perform bad in each and every match. So, so at, at one point of time, you just don't become, you, you're not just now under, under confident, you become a bad player. So where is the line? Where do you, where do you draw that line? Where you think you know he doesn't have any confidence, or when you understand you know, he's a bad player, where is the line? It can go on for years and years. You know, Timo Werner is not confident. Timo Werner is off form. It can go on and on and on. But you have to figure something out. They have to figure something out. Clear chance, man. You have to score. And that's why they have paid you. And when you're having ample amount of opportunity in your hand, it's not that you're not you're getting 10-20 minutes game time in each and every match. You're getting 70, 60, maybe 90 sometime. In the in the, in the most of the matches, you got 90. So I think that's that's where you know you have to understand that it is not anymore about the confidence. Somewhere it has to be something else, and somewhere you have to have the expectation from the players because if you see. People, it's not that you know each and every player in the new season they uh, do bad. For example, uh, Bruno Fernandes. We have seen him first season big impact. So it's not that players do not have impacts after coming in after joining in immediately. They do have impact. It's just like sometimes you you kind of you know cover up their 
bad performance by saying that they are new. For example, I think Ferran Torres as well. He didn't play that bad. For example, let's forget everything. Diego Jota in Liverpool. How is he doing? So how how does it make sense? How does it make sense that for someone um, like Timo Werner, he is not that confident. He is not that you know. He is not informed. This that he came to the new country, but not for these players. Yeah, I know Diego Jota was in uh, Wolves, so yeah, he was accustomed to um, the England gaming style or something. But Ferran Torres and Thiago Silva or Bruno Fernandes last season, they didn't have any idea whatsoever. But still, they they still you know did something great. And yeah, I think it's okay from the from the fans' perspective to have expectation. Let's be honest. And to be honest, from Chelsea's perspective, it is getting little um, annoying now I would say because to be honest Thomas Tuchel is not a bad manager he is doing great thing he's you know building up a team he is using utilizing the players not only big names but also using the names like Hudson Odoi and at Mason Mount yes he he is using players like this so it's not that you know he he's a bad manager he's not doing something great I think he's doing fine He's doing really, really, really fine. So it's just sometimes you have to, you know, delegate the blame to the players as well. Now, speaking of Thiago Silva, it was uh, most, it was a very important match for Mikel Arteta because it was Arsenal versus Liverpool. Liverpool, were, obviously, we all know that they are in one back foot. But they came really strong. Diego Jota, what an impact he had. He came in and he scored two goals and Mama Salah scored the last one. Um, it was, it was, uh, I won't say it was a boring performance for Arsenal, but I think the spark that Aubameyang had, it, it went away. The threat that he had, it went away. Aubameyang, come on. We, we, like, come on, man. It, you, you know, it, I mean, we expect a lot of things better than you. Mikel Arteta, let's be honest, when I was watching last couple of matches before the international break, I was thinking of recording a particular podcast saying that Arsenal, uh, you know, should, um, uh, you know, Arsenal fans should be patient with Mikel Arteta, especially when I saw the particular North, North London Derby um, match. I, I think, I think I really had high hopes from Arsenal because, and Mikel Arteta because he's a really good manager. Mikel Arteta is an extremely good manager. He knows what he's doing. He knows the philosophy. He implements whatever he thinks. And I think, I think also the players respect uh, him as well. So I think he's a really good manager. But something is not right. And that is Aubameyang. We have to admit it. Yeah, Aubameyang has provided a lot of things for Arsenal. But currently his off form is, um, is, is devastating for the club. It is extremely devastating for the club, and I think one way or the other, he has to come back. If he comes back, Arsenal will get back the momentum that they had, the you know the image that they had that they can win against big clubs. Now it is more or less going down. Now talking about big clubs, we have to talk about uh, Manchester United and Manchester United. Oh, come on. I think Manchester United is a very, very, very balanced team and I wanted to say it for a really long time that Manchester United and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer deserve a lot of credit. Trust me, 
then the second position yeah Manchester City is a very good nice position 14 points clear from them so yeah they are in a really nice position uh, in terms of numbers but if you see the growth of Manchester United if you see what they were previously and what they are now I think it is a, a really really uh, you know solid solid team especially when uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was asked that whether they are the title contenders or not he said that uh, we are not we are not title contenders we we are trying our level best and this team has come uh, really long and I think I agree to him I, I agree to him completely because this team previously in the last couple of seasons were absolutely devastating the entire club's uh, morale was down Ole Gunnar Solskjaer even though he couldn't do much for them but they're in a really nice second position and the last uh, year they they were in third position as well so they are trying they are they are improving every single season and i think in the coming season if only one of stays and i think which it will happen because i think manchester united is having a long-term plan with only one of and this will be interesting this will be interesting because i i really kind of think that only one of is a really good manager even though you know maybe not strategically but in the proper man management and everything he's not that bad let's be honest if he was bad you had you can club who's in number six number seven you have everton you can't even see them on the particular uh you know league table you have brendan rogers from leicester city so you have thomas Tuchel in chelsea so it's not that you know we don't have big players or big managers in um premier league we have great names but it's just like Arjuna Schwarzer, whatever he did with that particular club and uh, where he is now, I think it's a uh, it's a really really motivating story. And I think in the upcoming years, maybe not immediately, but in next two to three um, years, I think Manchester United, this particular team, can be a solid team and that can be a contender in the Premier League. It can happen in the next season as well. Who knows? but yeah i think the the only point of me saying all this is yeah i think i really appreciate whatever oliguna shawaljar has done now tottenham hospital tottenham hospital the way uh now right now i'm recording the video uh podcast now they are playing against newcastle united newcastle got the lead from uh joe linton's uh goal but harry kane immediately you know came back and he scored a brace and now they are ahead till the point i'm watching the match i don't know what is going to happen post my um you know post my recording obviously it's tottenham hospital anything can happen <laughs> but we we have to see that as well now interesting news from premier league if we have an interesting news yes erling Haaland is looking for options and he is going everywhere I mean, a few days ago, his, he and his dad, he, they went to Spain and they talked with uh, various clubs. And I think he came to London as well to talk with uh, Manchester City, Manchester United and Chelsea and Liverpool as well. So I think Erling Haaland might come because the purchasing power right now, the English Premier League um, clubs have is more than what Real Madrid and Barcelona have currently with the COVID situation and everything. Now, and also we know how Roman Abramovich, Abramovich wanted to buy Erling Haaland and he is keen to add him in the particular squad, which I don't know where he will play. <laughs> but but yes, yes, we have to see that as well. Uh, apart from that, Harry Kane, he is most likely to 
uh, you know, leave Tottenham Hotspur by the end of the season and join some other club. I don't know which club. Manchester City is leading the race, but we are not anyway sure. We don't have any news. Now, on the other hand, we have Sergio Aguero who is leaving. I told you about this. Now, where will he go? Now, Arteta might lure him in. You know, we all know Arteta and the relationship of Arteta and Manchester City. So, Arteta might lure him in in Arsenal. And if he goes to, uh, you know, Arsenal, I, I really don't think it would be that much of... Uh, that would be that much good for Arsenal, let's be honest, because he is in off form and he is 32 years old. Not this, I'm not disrespecting, I'm not discouraging anyone. It's just like the way I see it. Uh, I, I am not really, really, really confident about, uh, you know, Sergio Aguero. And even if you see that even if when he plays for Manchester City nowadays, he's not that effective as well. He's not getting chances. He's not getting that much of ball. So, yeah, his confidence is low. He's, he's not in form. So, a lot of things is happening with Sergio Aguero. And I'm not really sure currently in the particular situation he will be, be he, whether he will be good for um, Arsenal or not. Apart from this, we don't have any sort of news. Anyway, you know, I'll try my level best to come more often. Try, I'll try my level best to, you know, come and record podcast for you. I know I'm uh, trying to, I'm trying my best to figure out everything and try to come back as soon as possible. And obviously, you will, um, you know, you will definitely get to hear from the transfer news as well and just transfer talk will come and obviously i'll make videos on transfers and especially the special thing that i want to uh, tell everyone that april classic is now thinking to add euro 2021 so yes we have a lot of exciting things uh, lined up for you guys from straight from the euro cup and we are having different exciting episodes we're going to have a lot of cool guests i will say yes we are planning everything we are figuring out what we can do uh, regarding that but till then till then manchester city is leading the premier league and he, manchester city is not that far away from winning the trophy but we still have matches to play we still have matches to see we still have matches to enjoy we still have premier league to enjoy so guys till then please Keep on watching Premier League and keep on listening to EPL Classic.